Good morning. Today, we examine the possibility of stronger Japan-US ties to counter China's growing influence in a post-pandemic world. We will then look into India's COVID situation as the country prepares to conclude a once-in-decade religious festival. And we'll finally discuss a Oxford University report stating that rare blood clots are more likely from COVID than it is from its vaccines. Today is Monday, the 18th of April. I am Arunava and you're listening to The Leader's Brief by Egomonk. In his first face-to-face White House summit since assuming office in January this year, US President Joe Biden met Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga, whom he wishes to make an important ally in the US's tiff with China. The development comes a month after US officials, including Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, met their Japanese counterparts Foreign Minister Toshimitsu Motegi and Defense Minister Nobuo Kishi for what they called 2 plus 2 security talks. After meeting on Friday, President Biden and Prime Minister Suga announced in a joint statement their decision to collaborate in ensuring peace and stability in and around Taiwan. Over the last couple of weeks, the People's Republic of China has increased military activity along the Taiwan Strait, sparking concerns among Western nations. In their joint statement, the two heads of nations agreed that, quote, while Japan and the United States will take the lead to promote the vision through concrete efforts, we will also cooperate with other countries and regions including ASEAN, Australia, and India, to maintain political stability in the region. The two countries had serious talks on China's influence over the peace and prosperity of the Indo-Pacific, Prime Minister Suga said, adding that they have agreed to oppose any attempts to change the status quo by force or coercion in the East and South China Seas and intimidation of others in the region. Meanwhile, the United States of America, which remains at loggerheads with China over several issues and accuses Beijing, of trying to intimidate and provoke other nations by parking its ships on contested areas of the South China Sea, had deployed aircraft carriers into the region. Around the same time, Chinese aircraft carrier Liaoning passed through the Miyako Strait of Japan's southwestern coast, prompting Japan to issue a strong reaction. The United States, which recognizes Taiwan's sovereignty and has been an important defense ally for Taipei, has signed an agreement with Taiwan to establish a Coast Guard working group along the Taiwan Strait. However, a week ago, China flew 25 warplanes into Taiwan's air defense identification zone, its largest such incursion to date. China claims almost the entire South China Sea under its controversial Nine-Dash Line, a policy that has been rejected on several occasions by the international community and has, in the past few months, increased military activity in the area. Japan and the ASEAN countries will be an important tool for diplomacy for the United States to maintain the status quo in the region. Moving on to some news from the Asian continent, Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi's recent tweet appealing Indian citizens to keep the Kumbh Mela symbolic is indicative of the dire situation India is facing due to a second COVID wave. Last week, the Indian Prime Minister wrote on Twitter, quote, Now that two royal baths have taken place, I appeal to everyone to keep Kumbh Mela symbolic due to the coronavirus crisis. This will give strength to India's fight against the virus. End quote. India saw a single-day rise of over 200,000 cases last week, at a time the state of Uttarakhand is hosting lakhs of people in the country's once-in-a-decade religious festival, and four important states are holding elections. Though according to Health Minister Dr. Harshwardhan, the country has enough vaccine doses to immunize all its citizens, the situation for India remains alarming. The country registered a total of 233,869 new cases, 
and 1,340 deaths on Friday. Most of these cases have been reported from the southwestern region of the country, housing two important cities, Mumbai and Bangalore. However, a gathering as large as was seen in Haridwar in Uttarakhand increases the probability of the virus spreading to other parts of the country. Held once every 12 years in four cities alternatively, the Kumbh Mela is one of the country's largest religious fairs and usually lasts for about four months. This year, the festivities were shortened to 30 days and after the final holy dip on the Ganges on April 27th, devotees will start returning home from April 30th. Last week, almost 2,000 devotees had tested positive for COVID-19 at the fair. Karnataka, which houses Bangalore, has already enforced strict COVID preventive guidelines for those entering the state from Haridwar. Moving on to some news from the world of vaccines, researchers at the University of Oxford reported last Thursday that the risk of rare blood clotting post-COVID was about eight times higher than that after vaccination. The announcement comes as AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson shots are facing visible backlash from various countries over concerns of fatal blood clots as a side effect. Various health regulators have, however, advised continued use of both vaccines, saying that the benefits outweigh the risks. The European Medicines Agency's Vaccine Side Effects Monitoring System had received 169 reports of cases of CVST, or clots in blood vessels exiting the brain, and 53 cases of SVT, or clotting in veins in the abdomen, out of a total of 34 million AstraZeneca vaccine doses administered. In their statement last week, the group of Oxford University researchers said that coronavirus patients are 100 times more likely to develop CVST, apart from showing the risk of rare blood clotting was several times higher than contracting COVID-19 than it was post-vaccination. The study stated that CVT was also 100 times more likely to occur following COVID-19 than normal. The study counted the number of CVT cases diagnosed in the two weeks following diagnosis of COVID-19 or after the first dose of a vaccine and compared these to calculated incidences of CVT following influenza and the background level in the general population to arrive to its conclusion. The revelation strongly backs the view of health regulators supporting the administration of vaccines despite a few reported cases of blood clots. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com.